that's why Kim's not mic'd right now, folks, because uh, we this is our first podcast with two guests. <laughs> I didn't say that at the for, at the beginning, and, I, and I'm I'm so excited that this is the first time that we've been able to have two guests because I do have three mics, but that means Kim isn't mic'd this time, but she's still providing feedback. I'll just tag did you text me? <laughs> did you text me? Maybe move on from potatoes, babe. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. He really wants potatoes. He's really excited. I'm not cutting that out. Everybody and welcome to Lancelot's Roundtable. I'm very excited about today's episode, even though I say that about every single episode that I do, that I'm very excited and it's probably annoying to hear. That being the case, I'm still really excited about this episode. If you recall episode one, I invited over my good friend Michael Signoracci. I work with him uh, and we've kind of known each other for a few years now and I've always appreciated just our conversations. But if you can remember going back to episode one, we talked about gardening in the beginning What's really fascinating is after some friends and people had listened to that, I just started hearing a lot of them say that they were going to get ready to start a garden the next year. That was last year. And so now we are in April of 2021 and we are getting ready to start uh, garden season or it's already uh, in, I don't know, it's already happening. So today I'm very pleased and happy to welcome back to Lancelot's Roundtable, Mr. Michael Signoracci. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for having me back. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm also really excited to welcome his wife, Liz Signoracci. Liz, Michael, welcome to the roundtable. Thank you. She's the better of the two, for sure. I don't know about the that. The better <laughs> of the two. Makes sense. So, Michael, we talked about your guys' gardening skills, and you mentioned that you were more of the grunt, but the brains behind the full operation was Liz. Is that? Do you stand by that comment? That's an incredibly accurate statement. Yes. Incredibly accurate statement. Okay. <laughs> so, Liz, when Michael and I were talking, he was he was mentioning that neither of you guys grew up gardening. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, my my dad had uh, a garden. But we, we have a house full of kids also, so you are going to be hearing children in the background. But that's life. Go ahead, Michael. I was going to say, my, my dad had a garden, but I, I wasn't really privy to... I was a grunt then, just like I'm the grunt now, yeah. so, you know. And you didn't really learn anything, I take it? You just kind of did stuff? No, I was just told to put beer on everything. <laughs> are you serious? That's a thing. He's, he's so enthusiastic. I love how Leona just came, like, right up, and she's, like, corralling him. She's like... Oh, oh she's a good she's a good helper. Big sisters are the best. I never had one, but I have a daughter who is a big sister, and she's amazing to watch. So why did you guys even want to get into gardening? Well, I, I always wanted a garden when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And we, I have four brothers and me, so okay. my mom was just had her hands full. Busy all the time. Yeah, so yep. she did not have time to do a garden. But um, I always wanted to do one, so I started gardening... I think it was like 18 or 19. Okay. That's my, when I had my first garden at my parents' house. Okay. Um, I like grew a couple plants in my windowsill in my room, and then I planted in my backyard. And That's awesome. What did you grow on the windowsill? Oh, I think I had peppers and mint, and I think I had some strawberries, and just like random and stuff. And you, you kept it going the whole time. Yeah. No issues. Wow. That's, so. that's discipline. So, yeah, and I planted it at my parents' house, and that was my first garden by okay. myself. and. I think just wanting to be like kind of connected to my food. Yeah. Um, just have that because I know me and Michael talked about before. I think you mentioned it in the first podcast about the first time we grew spinach. 
Mm. We're like, is this even okay to eat? We grew it ourselves. Like, <laughs> is this safe? Um, it's hilarious. So I think I just wanted that connection to, to my food, and I've always loved plants. And, and, it's, and it's also how we met. Yeah, really? Yeah. True. So when I, when I landscaped <clears throat> for her brother, uh-huh. uh, her brother already had some stuff in the work, and in the works, and he's like, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta drop some, some, uh, some growers blend, which is a special kind of soil for gardens over at my parents' house, which is where Liz lived at the time." Okay. He's like, "Go drop it off." And when I did drop it off, I had a, but I had a, um, I was a crew leader and I had a subordinate helping me, <laughs> and uh, long and short, Liz was there and she was telling me, telling us where she wanted to put you know, the soil. And I, I can tell you, I did zero work. That was the only day <laughs> in my life I did nothing. Yeah. You just stood there and talked to me. I just talked to her and I <laughs> stammered my way through. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's the hallmark. Gardening has so far been the hallmark of our relationship. Cause even when, uh, just a side, side note, when we were dating for a while and it had been like the following, no, it was like later that year mm-hmm. and her brother came up to us and went, like and we were doing starts in like uh, egg cartons. Yeah. And his oh, brother. Oh, that's when we did the handmade ones with the newspaper. That's right. Handmade ones in newspaper. And uh, his brother, her brother, walks up and goes, "You know, Michael, you don't, you don't have to do this, right? You know, <laughs> basically, like I'm just doing it for her." And I go, "Oh no, I want to do this." <laughs> so just my side note. That's very classic. That's very classic. So tell me about what you just. Whatever that was, newspaper starters. What is what is that, Liz? So a newspaper starter. So you usually take like a cup, like a mason jar, uh-huh. something that's kind of flat. Yep. Do fold some newspaper. I'd have to show you. Wrap it around and then kind of cup in the bottom so it makes a little cup, and then you just fill it with dirt. And, and that's what you start. Mm-hmm. And, then and then you put then your seed in there, and then okay. do your do your garden starts in there. And then can you literally like transplant it super easy yeah, into soil? Yeah, I usually unwrap it. Just because okay. it takes a while for the newspaper to break down. But then okay. you can throw that newspaper in your compost and Got it. It'll, it eventually breaks down. So you guys do com- composting too? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like everything, it's a, it's a learned skill. Yeah. Um, and that one's, I mean, she, she even read today online that like she wants to do a soil test in New York. Newark, not New York. Newark. Uh, Why not go to New York? Well, I'll never go there. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Newark, much more palatable. But um, yeah, they do like free soil tests. And that'd be fun to like drop it off really? and see. Because I was like, she was saying like, yeah, she was always reading how like soil can carry diseases. And if yeah. it's too acidic, it like trapped the nutrients. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, so then the plants can't absorb the nutrients. So. Yeah. So like we have a, I would say a, a sizable compost in the, in the back left-hand corner of our property. And it's like. It's basically just grasses. We have tons of carbon because mm. everything's decaying, and you know what? We're we're adding nitrogen, which is living stuff that's decaying. And I think give me would, an example of what that would be. So, like uh, nitrogen would be like I just got done cutting up a bunch of carrots mm-hmm. for a salad, and I'm gonna throw them in the compost. Nitrogen or carbon would be like I got a bunch of dead plants from last year that've been sitting there since last winter. I'm gonna clean out my beds and yep. dump them in there so yeah like, so like an unfinished apple co- well not you wouldn't finish an apple core but if I i'm like eating an apple and i put the core in there that would be considered the living kind the, the nitrogen yeah the nitrogen so, yeah and then the carbons usually like grass clippings or leaves or just stuff from your yard got it we have a lot of grass clippings <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. A> few. <laughs> <That's> so <annoying. laughs> 
I mean, how much bigger is your yard? Because you guys live in the country, so like, how much bigger is your yard? You have a half acre, right? I don't think so, but maybe. I'm not good at it. I don't at, know. It's your very spacious. pretty big. It is quite spacious, yes. Uh, so we're, we're at two acres. I feel like you have a half acre. Do you push mow the whole thing? I actually use a scythe the whole time. No, I don't. I use... <laughs> just out of the way. No, uh, that Just get was... some neighbor's cows. And... <laughs> yeah, yes. our neighbors do have cows. We actually walk down there and be like, because our son will request cows. We're like, let's go, buddy. Yeah, that's cows. awesome. He'll marvel at him. That's what he does. Um, but, you know, I, I have a 60-inch mower. It uh, takes me about... It took me an hour when we first moved in, because okay. there was nothing there. Yeah. And since... We keep adding garden beds and Since trees. She's been and adding like garden beds <laughs> and trees. Yeah. Stuff that he has to go around. It takes like two hours to cut my garden. Yeah. Got it. Because okay. I had to make sure that's all like nice. Yes. Like weed, weed whacking takes forever, but it's okay. It's business critical though. Yeah, you get it. I really love a good lawn. So the, the mowing is super key. I would love to have a walk behind to get the, uh, line, yeah. the lines. Because I, I did landscaping when I was in high school. So I, the lines are very important when you do oh, lawn yeah. mowing for a lawn, a lawn company. I... I love doing lines. I love it so much. It is. He's been like marveling at our grass. He cut it. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. He'll just stand out the back window and be like, hands on the hips. Oh, that looks good. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, you have to have your hands in your hips. Yes. I'm like, everyone, just look, look at this grass. It's just, I love a nice marvel at it. And oh, it's I mean, all green right now because of spring and and yeah. I, I don't fertilize the whole thing. I fertilize like a portion of it because it sure. does. It helps with um, because we have a leach field. It helps with the the whole nature thing with that because, you know, grass will absorb whatever's going on in the gray water up to the surface and you get those bright green lines. But the only downside to a leach field is that it limits our growing space. Okay. So we have two acres. Front, the front acre, ah, it's like 0.75 an acre is the front. And then the rest is like, you get this portion at the leach field, which is about quarter to a third of an acre. Mm-hmm. And the rest is all grass okay so we have these little raised garden beds and we i we tilt up a big portion of uh the grass on the right for a big garden mm-hmm. and then we weren't satisfied with that so mm-hmm. i bartered with my buddy i helped him split wood and he came out and tilled the back part of our yard and we're gonna do corn and pumpkins it's we're gonna test see if we can do a year. cash crop yeah mm-hmm. so we tarped it we, well i i tried to tarp it and then those like gale force winds came in and then my tarps <laughs> were like fluttering in the wind right now so i gotta till those up and make sure that you know it's nice and happy soil but like why did you have to put a tarp on it just to keep stuff from growing just to keep the grass well because you like kind of tilled the grass into it and then there's okay. still some of those roots so that'll come back if we don't well you were we did it over we did it last fall got it is when we tilled it so it's and basically to keep it. stuff from coming back yeah okay that well, makes sense to well me. not only that you with bacteria in the in the soil you're, you're you mentioned that last time. I don't know. Bacteria can get in the soil? Like in the soil test that I was talking about? No. Remember? I just know, like, the, the grass will break down, and that would be good for the soil. Mm. There's something I'm missing there that I'm misremembering. Got it. That's fine. That's fine. Know. It'll probably come back to you in a few minutes. That's totally fine. So that happens I've, to me all the time. Yeah, me too, honestly. I want to go back to basically just like getting started because that's what I think of a lot of the people that were talking to me were really interested in finding out like how to get started. So what, because I feel like you both would be different, but you combined your, you know, you combine your knowledge, you combine your skills, but you're good at one thing, you're good at another thing, you're really good at the research, it sounds like, you're really good at like getting out the books and studying and learning and figuring out and you're good at like getting out there and doing stuff. Yeah. So Taking talk commands. us about a little bit like 
how you individually approached getting started with not just like hobby gardening, but like, okay, we're going to have a garden. We're going to take care of it and how you got started. Well, last year with COVID hitting, we, I feel like is when we really stepped up our gardening game because we've always had a garden um, Mm. in some capacity and it's always a good like learning thing. You learn new stuff every year. Um, But with COVID, like there was nothing to do. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, we were stuck in our house and we were like, well, you know, and then there's like the food stuff where people are, there's going to be food shortages. Seed shortages, yeah. Yeah, there was, uh, there was talk, seed shortages. There was talk of seed oh, shortages. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of places sold out. In Michigan, they prevented you from buying seeds. That was a big deal. For farmers? Like no, like, no, no, no. I mean, like from you, but so that farmers would have. No, it was like I couldn't go buy tomato seed. Yeah. They, they had it all taped so off. So, like, if like, you went to Home Depot, you couldn't buy. Seeds for you, who was buying it then? Nobody. Uh, they just had it marked off. It's like this isn't essential. You shouldn't be doing this. Only essential activities could be endorsed. That's so weird. So that's why there was a seed shortage to an extent because it was like everyone's like heirloom. They just bought out heirloom and bird beans. Yeah. Or, yeah. I buy the good stuff. Yeah. So I felt like last year with that going on, we we're kind of like let's just dig into it and do a, a garden, like a big garden, and grow our own food and like yeah. s- try to do as much as we can. And so I took the seeds that I had mm-hmm. and I planted them and I had like trays of starts that I would move around to like different windows to get sunlight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this year I have a grow light and that's been a lot easier. Um, and yeah, then we dug up that big garden on the side and, and, to, tried to, and to add some color to Liz's seeds is it's like a giant case. You know how some people open up like a gun case and it's like. Boom, all these oh. accoutrements of guns. Yeah. It's like, boom, every labeled kind of seed. Yeah. Like, My seed storage. Yeah, seed, it's like, it's nuts. It's like the coolest thing to see. It's like Levi will get it out and he'll start like taking out little things. And I'm like, please don't. I don't yeah. want seeds everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So, but you guys actually do straight from seed. You're not going and getting like a plant from a store. It's, it's a mix. Like It is a mix. This week I went and bought broccoli because mm-hmm. it's a little bit hard to start. And kale because I never have luck with kale for some reason so those i went and bought some starts but like i have tomato starts zucchini cucumbers watermelon green beans marigolds we got a little bit of everything right yeah. now and just with the broccoli thing my my sister ashley has been like she's doing the same she's like getting started like like newly into gardening mm-hmm. and she she texted us saying like my broccoli sprouted and it's like Okay, and we know how bad broccoli is, but yeah. we're not going to say, like, good luck, buddy, you know, just kind of being nice. <laughs> a couple of days later, she goes, it's all dead. And I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, but it's good that you tried. And she's like, I was like, don't let it discourage you. Just keep going. And she's like, yeah. That's one of those things that you don't, like, know until you try and you learn. Right. So. Yeah, we, she, Liz has an, uh, an edict in our house that whenever we bypass the plants, we have to blow on them. <laughs> like, all this thing started from seeds. We, like, smack them. Yeah. Or just to get them hard and like yeah. resistant to wind. So it's yeah. really funny. <laughs> I like that. Got to strengthen them. What would you guys say is a good way, like a couple plants to get started. So let's say, you know, somebody, somebody that's listened to the first podcast and like, I want to start a garden. Like how would you recommend that they kind of start this year? So I would say like start small. Yeah. Don't 
get overwhelmed because we've done that before too, where we have we till up a whole bunch of stuff and then weeds take over oh. and then you're just like, I don't even want to go out there because it's just so much work. Just shut dressed. the window. Yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe a weed warrior. <laughs> just draw the blinds and just don't look at yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would say start small, and yeah. then if you don't, I mean, starting seeds is cool but there's also a lot of good options if you go buy starts at the nursery mm-hmm. um, mark's grocery store that's that's where we started getting all our starts <laughs> yeah they're like a dollar yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the and one then, in westerville or did you have a different one one in westerville yeah the one that in one's the best yeah i keep hearing just people when they want to try something out uh we have some friends that wanted to get chickens so they got chickens and they found an old chicken coop at Mark's. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I love Mark's. They, they have, like, the craziest it. stuff. But that's, I'm like, I wouldn't have even, I, would, I, would, I can't think of any store that I would go looking for a chicken coop. <laughs> I would Google Tra- it. Tractor supply <laughs> limp. I mean, yeah. they have them right there right now. Yeah, but a Mark's or a Meyer? Like, I just, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, Kroger, do you guys have any chicken coops? They're like, get out. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like, get out, you weirdo. <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. Start off small. And what are, what are like, some good plants for somebody to like that might be more hardy that you wouldn't necessarily easily kill first grade plants oh so you <laughs> so raise like, your hand so like start- <laughs> first grade plants yes <laughs> oh i think if you're going to do seeds like radishes you can just sow them outside yeah They're super easy you don't have to worry about them getting like frost or anything they're really hardy mm-hmm. and they grow and they grow quick so then in a couple of weeks you have radishes and why don't yeah. you why don't you speak to what you learned about your radishes I think it's funny. What, what that I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> now, Here's what, a great one to start with, oh, but yeah. you won't eat it. What your, what, what your, what your I, grandpa I'll, tell I'll, you. I'll eat them raw. I kept trying different recipes because I like, had all these radishes. And I was like, <laughs> well, we tried them roasted. I didn't oh. like that. I tried like this dip. I was like, no, this Radish is disgusting. Dip? <laughs> um, but yeah, if you leave them in the ground too long, they get super spicy. Yes, I yeah. did read that. Yeah, so if they're ready... Pick them, eat them, don't let them sit. We have a visitor. What's up, bud? Um, yeah, I read that because Michael and I were talking about radishes a while ago because he's like, oh, you, dude, you got you to gotta do some radishes. And I like looked at it, I was like, oh, these look super easy. You, I, it was a fall crop, that's what you said. Yeah, cold weather crop, yeah. Cold weather crop, yeah. So they can, they can survive in the frost like you said. And our kids, I don't... I don't think that they eat them raw. They definitely wouldn't if they were spicy. But I remember we had a batch and they were particularly spicy. And I was just like, this is kind of intense. And then we had another, like just that we bought at the store. And then we bought another bag at the store and it was just like, what, you know, like a normal radish. Just like but mild. <clears throat> that's a good call. Is there any tips that you can look at? So if I've got radishes in the ground, how do I know to get them out before they turn spicy? So they kind of pop. They grow like half out of the ground. Mm-hmm. They get a little bulb. So you'll see them once they're ready. Like, oh, they up. come up. Yeah, they kind of grow them. like toward the top of the soil. So. Okay, got it. So that's a good starter. Yeah. Now, what are your recommendations for sources? Like books, internet, magazines? So many. <laughs> so many. <laughs> so I have like a list. I wrote notes because... Oh, sweet. So I didn't forget anything. Okay. So I have some books that I love. Um there's month-by-month month gardening. There's, like, one for each state. So there's one for Ohio, wow. which tells you, like, it doesn't only tell you just vegetables, but also flowers, what to do with your grass. It tells you what to do every month that you can do out in your yard. Wow. Um, I think it has trees in it, too. So it's, like, a little bit of everything. All of the plant life. So you can get that for your state. 
And okay. then that's really helpful. And then I've been learn- trying to learn about companion planting. Okay. So like kind of what grows happy next to each other. Yep. Because I planted peas and onions this year. Mm-hmm. Apparently they don't do good together. They don't get along? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh man. Meaning um, like you can't put them next to each other. You can't put them in the yeah. same garden. Uh, they don't like being like close. I don't know exactly what it is, but okay. it, my peas... They've done really bad this year, and I think it's because they're right next to the onions. Got it. Okay. I've always had a good pea crop. So uh, there's a book called Carrots Love Tomatoes. Okay. And I've been reading that. It's been like my little research thing that I've been doing recently. Got it. And it's been very helpful. And then, you know, YouTube. Um, yeah, so the idea of companion plants is really fascinating. I hadn't even thought of it, I don't think, until somebody mentioned that about the cherry tree. But what have you learned about companions, other than the peas and the onions yeah, that don't so mesh. Peas and onions don't go well together, but onions and tomatoes are awesome onions together. And tomatoes. So okay. last year we have uh, two raised beds. So I did tomatoes in the middle, uh-huh. and then all around around the edge I did onions, and they did great. We Man, got big, like know. softball size onions. They were white onions. Happy. We had mm-hmm. so many onions. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I think they lasted us till almost Christmas. Our, we, our basement was like uh, a cold, like a, yeah, cell, a root yeah. cellar. It looked like uh, Bilbo Baggins' little like pantry thing in The Hobbit. Good tilled earth. We, had, we had to bring it up. No, you have you have to. Bring it up. It's required. She uh, like we, between that and the potatoes. Yep. You guys grow potatoes. I think I remember you mentioning that now. It was it. We still have potatoes up until like December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then we like use it all. Okay, I we're going we're gonna to come yeah. back to that. But first, Sorry. I need to ask the question. <laughs> raised beds. Describe for me a raised bed. So Michael built them. So he's the grunt. He does all the, yeah. all the heavy Thank you. Hard work. Thank you. <laughs> so what did you do? Take two by fours? Yeah, so I took, a, I took two by fours. And I just in the personal way that I did it, because it was more cost effective, mm-hmm. um, I stacked them up by threes. So three two by fours stacked up. Okay. And then I did that with four corners. Got and on. then did like bracing supports in the middle and in the corner. So it was sturdy. And then I, uh, treated them your in. bracing support. Oh, I just use like a, either like a two by three and like attached them to the three slats to so the side could, of the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I treated them in linseed oil cause you don't want to, I mean, this is just like from what we've read, you don't want to use uh, treated wood cause mm-hmm. it has like that, all the chemicals in it. I don't want my soil leaching into it. So we did some research and we were like, yeah, linseed oil, boiled linseed. <laughs> Uh, fun fact, if you put boiled linseed into a cup, a plastic cup, mm-hmm. as you're applying it to your cold frame, yeah. it will actually eat through the plastic cup. It is super acidic. Wow. It's incredible. Um, so uh, what did you use? Did you use a plastic cup? I did. And I found out the hard way. I was like, why is it leaking everywhere? <laughs> and so then I just got like a, I went out and bought like a, like a hard plastic, like, I was like, this is great. This, and it's still, it's still lasting. But so one coat on the outside? Uh, uh, I did, did two coats inside and outside. Inside and outside. Because yeah. that'll help okay. keep the wood from rotting. Got it. Yeah. And so far it's been two years and the one, just, one board is compromised because it was... It was we, sitting in water. So <laughs> last year was El Nino. I don't know if well, anyone knows that. I didn't realize that, no. It, it was horrible. Um, my yard was mostly flooded. 2020, if it couldn't get any worse. <laughs> well, Freaking El Nino. It was, uh, t- the, <laughs> it was 2019 into 2020. So like, and then it stopped like in summer ish. I'm still not giving 2020 a break. <laughs> no, that's fine. You don't have to. Appreciate um, it. But uh, part of our garden box was like completely submerged 
and I had to like pull this thing out and set it in a better place. So I took the old garden box, like, so there was like raised dirt there, yeah, and we just basically put berry berry bushes in there, yeah. So, but yeah, that's I know that's a tangent, but high level. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. what we did. <laughs> that's good. No, I mean, because I, I want to know that because I, I know another person they built they built something, and so this is what was in my head, which was actually like a, a wood bottom, I believe. And then I think it was just two by fours around the edge, one layer, and it was up on legs. And when it was filled with dirt, you could barely move this thing. But it was, yeah. it was for his wife who, like, had limited mobility, and so she couldn't, like, get down. So I just I wanted to get that picture in my head. So is this thing on the ground? Do you set it partially into the dirt? So the way it's built on the corners is that I – it's it, it has no bottom, and it's, it's resting on the ground. And I when I built it, I put, like – three or four inches in those little bracing supports in the middle. Yep. So they could stake in the ground so yep. it wouldn't like shift or move. So, okay. Um, it's, it's worked out really well so far. Um, yeah, it's great for weed whacking. So I can just <laughs> yeah. and grow right into it. I'm like, I know I'm not going to kill anything. Yeah. Cause I've already killed one elderberry bush cause they're not, yeah, we're doing elderberries. That's dope. So it's like when they get so small, just destroy them on accident. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've destroyed a couple things on it. I've pulled yeah. things. That's, yeah. I've been like, oh, that's a weed. And then I pull it. Lance, that wasn't a weed. <laughs> yeah, My no. wife is shaking her head right now. <laughs> she remembers the conversation, no doubt. So let's, let's go back to, okay, so now you've got these raised beds built. How, what do you do? Do you just, like, grab dirt from somewhere? Tell me about, like, how you fill it, how you, how you do it, and how you get started. Yeah, so what we did when we put them out in the yard was, I mean, obviously you want to get, like, the sunniest location mm-hmm. you can have in your yard. Um, and we took out the sod underneath, mm-hmm. and then we filled it with... We? You. I, I did some of the work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we filled it with uh, Grower's Blend yep. from Perch Brothers, and then also there's like Black Cow uh, Composted Manure from Home Depot. Got it. Uh, that's where we usually get it, and other kinds of compost and whatnot. Yeah. Fill it up, I think, try to do like six to eight inches, and then... Add fill stuff. it up six to eight inches. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, just so your you know your plants have yeah. enough dirt to grow down into. Now, how obsessive were you over with all of the ratios? I feel like I would be very obsessive over ratios doing this. Mm, probably, I wasn't very much. She, <laughs> we just tried to. We're just trying to like fill them up. Fill it up. At yeah. The time. Okay. Yeah, she was in the next year. We we learned last year, and I recall what I was remembering about um, tarping off doing cover crops is that there's a bacteria that grows on the soil uh-huh. and it's there to like balance the soil and like enrich it. It breaks stuff down and does its magic, which craft I believe. No, <laughs> it's, um, it does something, yeah. um, like chemically to the soil to enrich it. But if it's exposed to direct sunlight and like very cold weather, it, it basically kills. Oh, like the microbiome. Microbiome. The I could not think Boom. of it. So microbiome. I use that word at some point. <laughs> microbiome. So we actually tried doing a cover crop this past fall. We planted too late. It was yeah. what oats. Oats and field pea. What yeah. is a cover crop? So basically, it's this crop that you sow after everything's done. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to spring up, mm-hmm. grow pretty fast. And then when, you know, once the frost hits, it's supposed to die over. And then and the, it covers the soil, so then it doesn't, the microbiome, all the microbes in your soil don't get, like, frosted and sun bleached and, I don't know if that's a word. But, um, yeah, we'll go with it. 
I like so basically, it. and then in the spring, all that dead stuff, you till it in and feed your soil. You're ready to go. Got your carbon right there. So ours only wow. got about like two inches. And we, I filled it back in. It, it worked, kind of. <laughs> and what did you use, did you say? It was uh, oats and field pea. Oats it's like, and field pea. It's like a mixed design for cover crop. Yeah. You know how when you're driving oh. out to the country and you'll see like, it's like winter time and you'll see this a green field. Yes. That's, that's winter wheat most of the time. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, that's what they use for their cover crop. And just like that, I learned something. <laughs> that's really fascinating. I Well, so here's our deal. So you can see the garlic that's growing in. Yeah. We, we got two garlic bulbs from our neighbor, who you can see has a ginormous garden. He gave us, he gave us two, and we've, over probably the last four years or so, we've been adding because you get like however many plants. She'll still cook with some, but we always leave like, this is the most that we've been able to grow. But that kind of kills the, because we got to put it in, I think this would kill the idea of being able to do what you're describing with the ground cover because we put that in in about, what, September, October, November, something like that? Last week of October. And then they, it stays in the ground until now and then it comes up. So that's one of the reasons that we were talking about re-expanding our garden that we had cut down. Mm. We cut down the size of the, the garden that was already here. Now I kind of want to re-expand it so because all we've been doing is just repeat garlic in that same spot over and over. Mm. So I know... Love garlic. The gar- the, <laughs> I'm assuming that the soil is getting depleted because yeah. we just keep doing garlic every year. So you might want to move it to a different spot if you can, just so it has fresh nutrients. Like in the Old Testament where he said every seven years give the land rest. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of truth to that because it is the truth. <laughs> 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 but uh, it's just like, it's funny how it's like, oh yeah, God knew exactly what he was talking about when he's obviously, when he was like, yeah, it's called nutrients. I made it and you need to rotate yeah. it. It needs rest. And it's uh, a, like rotate crops. We, when we did our potatoes, she just told me we need to get more soil because potatoes, from what she read, they will suck everything. Yeah, out. they're very heavy feeders. They'll take heavy all, feeders, that's what all the it. nutrients that so, you got. So then how, how would you go about that then? So you, ha- you, you get in a, a bunch of new potatoes. What type, by the way, because I love potatoes, so I just need to know that. Okay, so we, this year we have Yukon Gold, which is what we grew last year. Are those they the little guys? Um, what I make yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, delicious. Okay, now I have my visual, so And I'm then good. we have Kennebex, which... I've heard are really good to use, um, so we're trying a couple of those. But we're doing them in like a, actually a cold frame that I'm going to fill up with dirt. Okay. <laughs> so kind of <laughs> like a, what would that be called? Not a raised bed, but oh, there's a like name a container for it. gardening. Yeah, because you can even grow them in like trash cans. People have done that. You just basically fill in like straw, dirt. Yeah, there's a ratio to it, and then you like. I'm just going to throw that. I'm just going to blanket throw that out there. I don't know the yeah. ratio off the top of my head. No, that's fine. I just, I was thinking about something that's very unrelated, but slightly related. Oh, perfect. But anyway, continue. <laughs> it's like you, uh, I, you put, you put your dirt in and then you cover it with straw and then it'll grow up and it's basically just like, it, it'll just keep growing and growing. Cause, um, the, the more potatoes you get is proportional to how covered they are. Yeah. They'll just keep in the nutrients obviously, but they'll just keep you got to make sure those potatoes aren't being touched by the sun. Because it's crazy. When we harvested oh, wow. our potatoes, uh, we found the original. 
and it was like we were like digging them out and then we were like hit this really mushy one and we're like oh this is shriveled up and gross like this is this is the original and like like, you putting a whole potato in the ground so yeah yeah i don't know anything about this so i'm gonna ask a lot of probably silly questions (laughs) no it's okay yeah it's it's totally okay because you um you can either do like you can cut the eyes or you put the whole one i think we do the whole one you get the best results i've done whole potatoes so far you know when they sprout eyes yes that's the plant that you want to put in the ground yeah so yeah. like i mean i remember that from reading farmer boy little house on the prairie <laughs> nice. that was young one of young lance's favorite books and so they talk about cutting up the potatoes and the seed is the eye mm-hmm. that's a really good i don't know it seemed like a long book i don't think it's a very long book um but it was for young well, lance young lance eight-year-old lance <laughs> but i was just fascinated with that so the idea of like putting those in the ground so okay that's really fascinating you put a whole potato in the ground and then how much space does it need so I actually did my potatoes yesterday. Okay. <laughs> so basically what you Hot do topic. is you dig like a trench um, about six inches deep. Okay. Then you cover it with about, you want to cover your potato with about four inches of soil. So it's like totally covered. Yeah. You wait for that plant to shoot up. Uh-huh. And then once that, once it grows the little green plant on top, you start mounding soil up around that because off of that is what will grow your potatoes that you're going to harvest. What? So. Potatoes are insane. Yeah. Like when I went to tra- the the only reason why we started growing potatoes is that I was going to go to Tractor Supply. She's like, "Hey, grab me something." Yeah, I was, I was like, like, "See what seeds they me? have." Yeah, yeah. Like, surprise. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so I came out with a big sack of potatoes, and I'm like, "She goes, okay." So. <laughs> that's awesome. And you'd never <laughs> done yeah. potatoes before this? Uh, only time I did when I was a kid, but my dad had. didn't teach me. He just said, "Pull the weeds, boy," and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then then did you kick into some research mode, or did you already know what yes. to do? No, oh no. <laughs> I definitely researched. <laughs> okay, so then going back to, like, the sprouts come up, and then you cover that. Mm-hmm. Do you have to do anything else after that step? I'd say fertilize it. Um, With? We just have, like, a granu- like an organic granular okay. like garden fertilizer. Yeah. Um, that seemed to help. They did good. Oh we my got gosh. They 25 pounds well. of potatoes last year. Whoa. So It... How long did that last for you guys? A couple months. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, she made my uh, birthday dinner with my venison. Yeah. For my deer. Oh. Venison and taters? She, she made shepherd's pie. So it was potatoes from our garden uh-huh. and uh, carrots. No, it wasn't. Okay. It was carrots from the store. Um, <laughs> it was onions from our garden and tomatoes from our garden. So wow. it was like. Oh, All just, in a pie. And that is shepherd's yeah. pie? Oh, yes. I should know this based on my background, but I don't that, actually know what shepherd's pie is. I'm, I'm offended. But <laughs> it's fine. You should be. It's okay. We're going <laughs> to, we'll, we'll figure out how to make it right. <laughs> Yeah, if, if you just want to grow all your own shepherd's pie ingredients, that's that, that's a pretty good garden, you know. Like to start or not? <laughs> I'm just being silly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, carrots, I mean, carrots are pretty, we, we haven't had much luck with carrots. I think that's because of our soil. We, we either tried or we just, there was a random wild one that grew. Did, did you plant that? <laughs> uh, no. We did have carrots, but something ate them. Oh, Stupid thing. Like Uh-oh, yeah. It's a root vegetable, yeah. so. Like a mole or something. Yeah, here's the thing. So we have like this goofy wire fence that probably doesn't even do anything around our garden. I'm about ready to just get rid of it because the guy behind us that who is the gardening expert, um, which we've we've asked him tips and everything. He's very forthcoming with with tips, um, but uh, he doesn't have anything around his. And I don't know if it's because he's got dogs that th- things don't go back there. We also mm. used to have like groundhogs that would go between all of the different yards. Oh. That's gone. We haven't seen that. 
since like 2019, I'd say. So either somebody got it or it just decided that it found another place to live. Um, I believe the correct term is whistle pig. For <laughs> whistle pig? <laughs> I've never heard that. Why? Do they whistle? I don't know. That's we just were, one of the names, isn't just it? Just one of the names. We, we call our son whistle pig and he'll go. <laughs> he can whistle randomly. He just wants really? to whistle. He's, he's weird. He's barely three. He's, he's not three. He's, he's not three. two. He's, he's not three and he's all whistling. We'll show you later. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. We'll have him whistle. It doesn't seem real. <laughs> so our, all of our kids, which it's not, it's like a total of five kids. Uh, it's not that many, but they're all downstairs watching Paw Patrol while we do this, which is why I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we might get an interruption, which we have, which has been fun. But so yeah, your almost three-year-old can randomly whistle. And this is intentional? Oh, no, he can do it on command. A- on command, really? yeah. yeah. At first it was an accident, and then he started doing it on command. And he figured it out. Once, yeah. once I gave him enough donuts. <laughs> That's <laughs> the he's, he's a simple man. That's the key. I love it. Okay, so uh, back to potatoes. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. This is what podcasts do. We go on tangents, fun tangents, then we come back to what I'm trying to learn about. So potatoes, when do you put them in the ground? Usually when... Now? Uh, early spring. So you, I think that's what you said. That just came back to me because I think you said you just did them. I just did. I'm a little bit late, but okay. I mean, you guys could, you could still get them in we the ground. Still get. Well, we have to. Right now, we have to wait for the garlic to come up before we put anything else in our ground, unless right. we start expanding. Or just get a trash can. Let's get out there. Oh, yeah, that's that right. Yeah. Said Lance, I just told you you can grow it in a trash can. <laughs> I'm sure Marks has a trash can for yeah, like five bucks. We're gonna hop over to Marks after this podcast's over. I'm gonna get a trash can from Marks and a sack of potatoes. I'm sure they Probably have them there. <laughs> they do. I, I, they do. I, I can almost guarantee it. Yes. Yeah, um, are are different types of potatoes more difficult to grow, or do they all kind of follow the same tactic? As far as I know, they're pretty similar, but. We've only grown Yukon Gold, and then Kennebec's is our new one this year. Okay. Are you doing know. more this year than you've done? Mm, it was about the same as last year. Same. Oh, it's going to be so many potatoes. <laughs> but I, I say I like that because, I mean, like, we had the garlic. That's, the garlic was great for us to start with because you stick them in the ground. They're super hardy. They withstand any frost. Like, anytime they started coming up and we had, like, the two or three frosts. Yeah. Didn't have to cover them. No, and Eugene told us that. He basically is like, here's how you take care of them, new people. Um, and then we also have, like, our raspberry shrubs out there. But Kim had the uh, the garlic going. And I don't think we ran out until January. Because we used a ton for Thanksgiving because you made Thanksgiving dinner here. Mm. And you put, like, seven garlic cloves. Like, the whole nice. garlic. God bless inside America. Inside yeah. the turkey. <laughs> it was, it was, that was a good turkey. Um, with lemon too, didn't you throw lemon in there? All, yeah. kinds, of All kinds of stuff in there. Yeah, that so, so good. And that's why Kim's not mic'd right now, folks, because uh, we this is our first podcast with two guests. <laughs> I didn't say that at the for, at the beginning, and, and I'm I'm so excited that this is the first time that we've been able to have two guests because I do have three mics, but that means Kim isn't mic'd this time, but she's still providing feedback. Which, did out. you text me? <laughs> did you text me? Maybe move on from potatoes, babe. <laughs> That's fantastic. He really wants potatoes. He's really excited. I'm not cutting that out. I'm not cutting that out. That's hysterical. But no, I, because babe, I read I read that book that I that I cited, Farmer Farmer Boy, 
And like I was fascinated at at the at their ordeal of growing like this huge field and a frost coming and they had to take out and dump water all over this whole field of potatoes and they did it from four o'clock in the morning and so like the fact that they were doing potatoes like it connected with something in my childhood and made me really excited. But I'm also really excited to hear more about the corn and pumpkins. So can you guys tell us about the corn and pumpkin plant? I feel like now this is just pale in comparison. So I'm just just keep talking about uh, about potatoes. She she has potatoes. Did did, did you bring your slide? Did you forget it? Oh yeah. So you, you were asking questions about like. Like when to plant this or that, we're gonna yes. totally do a plug for whenever somebody asks us, like, what do I even do? When do I plant X, Y, and Z? Yeah, this thing right here is the best. Take it away, Liz. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like this is a commercial. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> this is called Clyde's Garden Planner, uh-huh. and it's seriously like five bucks online. Uh-huh. It you you can use it for anywhere you are. You slide it. I'll have to post a picture of it or something. Um, to where your flash frost date is, and then it tells you when to plant everything. Oh, wow. Um, and it goes throughout the year? Yeah, and then so this is spring, Uh huh. and then on the back is fall. Okay. Because I always wait too late in fall to plant my stuff. Yeah. But it's like you need to plant it in like summer pretty much. Yeah, <clears throat> so it comes up in the fall? Yeah. Got it. So like it's uh, super handy. I don't know if you want to look at it. But yes. that, that tells you the FP is for first planting, the SI is for start indoors, and then it tells you when you should be getting like a harvest. Okay. And like how long you'll get a harvest for. So, yeah, here. That's the so like it's here, like awesome. with your guys' upping gardening game, do you do anything like where you'll have a spring crop in one of your raised beds or another bed, and then you do fall, a fall crop in that once the spring's done? Yeah. Is that even possible? Yeah. That oh, is we, possible. Because um, we have peas in the spring. Oh, and it's like, if, just as a side note, before we leave a lot of the time, like to go, because Saturday we do all our errands, mm-hmm. um, we'll usually grab like a handful of peas. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think on vacation last year, we grabbed a handful of peas before we left and we were just noshing on them down the road. But it's so like, like a snack. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, because you can just, it's, you know where it came from. And, you just and they them. come in a pod. Mm-hmm. So you pop open the it's pod. It's its own carrying case. <laughs> What? Come on. <laughs> that you don't have to clean up or put in the dishwasher you later. Just throw it out the window. Can you I'm eat scared. it? <laughs> so, like snap peas, yes. you can eat the whole pod. But yeah, like, like shelling peas, peas, you wanna you don't want to eat the pod. You don't want to eat. Yeah, we eat the, 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 the sugar snap peas, right? Yeah. yeah. Got it. But I mean, yeah, we do peas and, uh, and radishes yep. and lettuce. Um, we got beets in there right now. Like stuff that's not going to keep over a summer. Yeah. We'll have it in a spot. And then when summer comes along, I'll kind of start taking back, that back over for like tomatoes and zucchini and yeah. cucumbers. Like, so oh, it'll, yeah. it'll kind of evolve throughout the, yeah. throughout the season. Liz has been yelling at her cucumbers all week in, in a good way. She's been like, Oh, so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at like exclaim, but I can't now. She was just like, my cucumber sprouted. And I'm like, Yes, I love it. It's just the enthusiasm just cracks me but up. But that's, that's, that's the thing. That's what happens when you're doing all this hard work and you're learning something and you're experimenting and you're growing. And then, well, I mean, you've, ex- you've both talked about experiencing like trying to grow something and then it dying and how yeah. frustrating that is. So, yeah. <laughs> Super great. Like achieving life and like growing it through its cycle to where you can eat it. And then there's just something about that cyclical. Okay, I have to say this before I launch into that. <laughs> so I'm looking at the Clyde's Garden planner everybody and yes it's got spring on this side it's got fall on this side all the different kinds of plants lp what did that stand for i think last planting last planting. So it's like your last chance to get in the ground last chance to get in the ground so across the top i've got months 
with uh, what I assume are the corresponding dates in the month. Mm-hmm. So like May 12th, uh, SI, start inside. So on April 5th, start inside tomatoes. That's how I'm reading this. And we have that. We have to slide it <laughs> to your, so your date corresponds to whatever county you're in. Oh. Okay. To whatever what you're in? So county? whatever zone, like your gardening zone. Okay. So you want to find out what your gardening zone is. Got so it, which goes like, back to the book that you probably were talking about, the month-by-month yeah. book. Yeah. So in Ohio, I think we're five and six, depending on where you are. I think we're 5B, because when you go start going towards, like, Knox County, I think it starts to get flirting with the six. Yeah. And then, okay, so, like, awesome. the, if you go south, I think the numbers get higher, and then your dates change. I mean, it's obviously warmer in the south, so you, people are planting stuff probably tomatoes and we're not ready for that here in Ohio yet. Yeah. So, and on that note of warmth, we have noticed, especially living in Johnstown is things will bloom here first in, in town, like in around Columbus, like weeks before. Cause like we were a couple weeks ago, we were, I was doing that landscape job and I was like, everything's blooming. I go out to Johnstown. Everything (laughs) is like bare. It's like a week behind. That's fascinating. Cause the city and like the, what they were saying that that's like ours or yours oh. that sounds like our youngest and it sounds like our two boys are about to have world war three oh perfect okay it. so yeah kim's mm-hmm. on it we're good we're good uh and there hasn't been like i had to wait for that pause of like just when the cry is gonna erupt <laughs> that moment has passed <laughs> so the crying has been contained um Okay, so like I'm just really fascinated by all this, and now I'm really inspired to re-expand our garden, but now I almost want to have a raised bed. What are the dimensions of your raised bed? Oh, gosh. It's a like a six four, by four? Four foot by eight foot. So four you took the eight, eight foot, foot boards, cut those in half, had those be the sides, had eight foot boards. It's about, yeah. uh, it's with lumber prices nowadays. <laughs> it's about uh, <laughs> maintaining, you know, the, you know. Where'd you get your lumber? Home Depot. You did a Home Depot, right? Uh, yeah, I mean... There, you can, if you have material, you can always like kind of cheat different kind of beds. I guess cheat's the wrong word for it, but you can always do like um, bricks, you know, really anything that you can race a bed with. I know Jeremy Williams, he does. Um, That'd be more expensive, wouldn't it? I mean, but people have like a, lots of pavers lying around that they're just looking to get rid of. Oh, like, oh yeah. Especially on like Facebook, they're like or Craigslist. Craigslist, like free pickup, and it's like you could build your own garden. As long as you can haul it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I got a truck. You're good. If you find some bricks, I'll go get them for you. But uh, huh. um, Jeremy Williams, he, because um, he's. Is he, this a friend? Yeah, he's a friend of okay. ours. He's, he's built, um, or he's starting to build his own little thing up in Delaware. He has. Um, swath of land and he's like he's not he's doing a raised bed but he doesn't have walls he has it's called um, a no dig no dig yeah okay. i couldn't think of the word for it thank you <laughs> and um so he gets uh what's that zoo stuff called manure but it's a special thing from like the columbus zoo it's some type some type of a compost that yeah. he gets so they take the excrement yes. from, <laughs> from zoo animals yeah and they create a blend with it and he basically lumps and he's big square rows of just like or rectangles um <laughs> rows and he just he'll sew his stuff and he's he's had success with that so as long they're just like lumpy so it's just like, like a mound of dirt mm-hmm. or yeah. and other things so essentially. essentially like a raised bed without sides and then Got it. each season or maybe throughout the season you add compost to it and 
yeah, keeps, it, keeps it going. Is this something anybody can do? Just go to the zoo and be like, hey, do you have some Eskimo? That's zoo what it's called. Brew. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't know how he... I think they sell it at a nursery in Delaware. Got it. I forget okay, so what d- the name folks, is. don't go to the zoo. No, don't go to the and zoo. And ask for their manure I'm sure comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One part elephant, three part sloth. I need I feel a like sloth has probably got some good... Oh, definitely. I don't know. All that, all that vegetation. <laughs> <laughs> and a dash of zebra. That'd be just <laughs> dash right. of zebra. One and a couple bits of goat. Sorry. That's hysterical. Um, so, okay, I want to talk about the corn and the pumpkins because I don't think we did that yet. So, this is. Did you guys say this is going to be your first time trying to do? So we've grown pumpkins. You have. I've grown a hundred pound pumpkin. Yeah. With milk. With. Uh, so I get these, uh, I got a variety years ago called a giant max. Yep. And I grew it at her in-law's house. We didn't have the space for it. Okay. My parents. Her in-law. Okay. <laughs> My in-law's house. Her parents. Yeah. So, uh, I grew it in one of their garden beds and uh-huh. it had been a, her dad is like the man when it comes to like landscaping. So we had like, just for like a, what was it? Like a decade of just like mulch constantly being like decomposing in this one bed mm-hmm. and like. You know, he, he obviously re- replenished the mulch every year. So I was like, I'm going to plant it right there. Mm-hmm. And this thing got enormous because you basically want to take off any uh, usurper pumpkins. That's what okay. I'm going to call them. Is there any other pumpkins that are growing? And I like it, the self-pollination. Because like vine, right? Yeah. They, so the vine keeps going and then more will start kicking off. So mm-hmm. what you're saying is like you basically just kept it so it was just one. And I picked one my champion and <laughs> I like grabbed it and I like stood on a scale there's a picture on Facebook I'll find it and uh and I'm like holding it I'm like we got it okay and it's like I was like it was like 98 pounds or something Why? it was it was insane did and you do some thing. workouts with it then uh, I did try to blow it up at the end you tried to blow it up with uh tried to light it on fire I tried to light it on fire I shot it <laughs> I, we poured gasoline and kerosene on it and I shot an arrow at it but it didn't catch so I think mm-hmm. I just like just the, okay, I for a second there I had a picture of you lighting an arrow. Yeah. Yes. Oh no, it was, we dipped it in like we. I put a rag on it. I got my recurve bow and I shot it and I didn't do anything. So why? Like, why did you take a video of this and put it on Instagram? Mike's so, outdoors adventures. This no. sounds like an adventure <laughs> that Mike was ago. on. Well, that was 2012. You're still at our apartment. It's been a while. Yeah. We're old. Not as old as I am, but okay. Let's not get into numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's not a competition. Who's older? <laughs> but you are. Um, sorry, you, you win. <laughs> I win. But yeah, we. Uh, I love pumpkins. I love them. <clears throat> so that, that, that's like what I feel like I'm really good at. Yeah. There's a pumpkin head right there, my son, and um, hey, I. Uh, that's something that like we've. Kind of wanted to dabble with like like being a cash crop, like selling them because I just, yeah they're they're just the aesthetic, the appeal of like pumpkins. I love them. That's what I was going to get to is like what your plan would be for said pumpkins. So that would be like selling them like on the roadside or yeah. take them somewhere. Yeah, Leona's had some luck. Um, my daughter selling on the side of our road because we have this in Swappers Day. It's like a almost like a week of garage sales in Johnstown. Mm-hmm. So we'll sell like she'll do like a little like handicraft thing. She'll sell um. That's so awesome. Cute. And she'll sell like lemonade. I think yeah. she sold some tomatoes last year. Yeah, cherry tomatoes. She made a killing. Someone paid her like 20 bucks. I'm like, she's just. Yeah, she, someone handed her a 20 yeah. to, for a cup of lemonade. Cause, it's just because she's cute. Yeah, and they don't. <laughs> she doesn't have change. No, she's like. Bill, well, we offered. You. You're like, just keep <laughs> well, thank you. She's a little Did cute. she have any concept of a $20 bill versus like, say, a quarter? Oh, yeah. She has some concept. She, she, she knew. Everything is a measure of an American Girl doll. 
That's what I've realized. <laughs> like, I can buy a third. <laughs> I'm like, wow, fractions. No, I'm just kidding. That's just great. <laughs> That's great. I love it. But uh, corn is, I mean, corn is one thing we haven't had a lot of su- success with. So yeah. we're going to take this big tilled up area and half is going to be pumpkins, half is going to be corn. Uh, from a companion planting standpoint, I don't think there's any conflicts, okay. but... Um, uh, I actually just thought about this because we're getting close to the end, and I oh, no. I really wanted to hear about this from you guys. Let's talk about keeping keeping stuff out of your garden, critters out of your garden. What is your What are your defensive tactics? I want to hear them all because I think we had a, a corn plant coming up uh, again. First couple years that we were here, and we had this massive garden, we didn't know what had been in there, but like random stuff would start coming up with whatever we had planted. And one of those things was a corn thing. And I think the birds went, I think the birds went bonkers on it. Cause it was the squirrels. Mm. Yeah. Those punks. Oh yeah. Cause Eugene, they tried doing uh corn and they left for a vacation or something and came back and the, the squirrels had completely decimated Aww. them. Animals. know. So defensive <laughs> tactics. What are the Signorachi's? Main defensive tactics from insects, wildlife. This is this is my expertise. All right. Uh, yeah, I let him take care of all the gross all that, stuff. That part. I do all the gross one. We know what to do with chipmunks now. Yeah, BB uh, gun. That's simple. Gotta you got to have a BB gun. Um, <laughs> yeah. One day I will shoot a chipmunk with a bow. Uh, that is a bucket list thing. <laughs> Blindfolded. Sure. With yeah. my feet. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, as much as I don't like to use it, Seven Dust has yielded. Um, a lot of success. We had a fairly decent issue with squash bugs last year, okay. which is new. That's because I, you know, I don't like to use pesticides if I don't have to. Yeah. But squash bugs, you got to stay on top because they will replicate. So what I did is I got um, barbecued lighter fluid mm-hmm. and I set them all on fire, and it was very satisfying to watch them all burn. Barbecued. Wait, what did you say? Barbecued you know, lighter, like, like lighter fluid. Like okay, charcoal. I, okay. Well, when you said we said it that way, I was like. <laughs> Barbecued potato chips, is that the same thing? Sorry. Like flavored lighter fuel? So uh, that's my bad. <laughs> now that's interesting. But I got like lighter fuel for doing a barbecue. Yeah, so yeah. I talk because I was like, I don't want to use Hashtag pesticides. Aligned. Exactly. Uh, I didn't want to like use pesticides. I'm like, yeah. what's the most natural thing I can do? I was like, some lighter fluid and fire. And I they they just burned up quite nicely. But didn't yeah. that kill your plants? Nope. They This uh, was like when they were like, they were kind of the plants were kind of dying out. Okay, so you're okay. So it was like end of season almost. The, the the plants are done at this at this point in time, so you don't care if they burn. Yeah, you I mean, would, you wouldn't yeah. pour lighter fluid on like an active garden. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, from a well, with the squash bugs, they'll stay in your soil. Oh, and, th- and then wait for then you plant stuff the next year, and then they'll come then out they and come back. Yeah, so they don't go away. They're is there any, any other tactic. type of creature that you guys have run into that goes dormant and comes back like that? That's really squash bugs really. that are yeah. that are super annoying. Have we tried squash? You mean plants? Yeah, have we ever grown squash? Zucchini. Zucchini. Yeah, they'll bother you. Zucchini. Everything. Like spaghetti what? squash, uh, acorn squash. They'll. Yeah, because what they do is they they'll go inside the stem and just like eat it, <sighs> and then they'll just your whole thing will because you'll you'll notice the, the telltale signs when you see one of your leaves randomly start yellowing and you're like what's going on here so you gotta pull it up pull it off you you want to cut it and yeah. then just like try to get them all out and seven dust really helps because uh bugs aspirate from their back so there's okay. like holes in their back so if you dust them they basically suffocate and i don't 
I don't care about their quality of life. Correct. <laughs> um, so, I mean, other than that, we found a rabbit in our backyard yesterday. Um, probably the cutest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it was we were kind of happy about that. <laughs> yeah. So I tried to pick it up because I was like, I had gloves on. It was like so small. But I was like, Aww. that's, we even made the admission yesterday, like, eat. Eat from our garden. Yeah. Maybe it's because we Take watched Peter want. Rabbit <laughs> on Easter. But um, Peter Rabbit may or may not have had an influence. <laughs> but um, I mean, because he definitely ate my crocuses. Yeah, and that brings like, up. Okay. He definitely ate what? My little crocuses, little flowers that come up. Oh, flowers! Got it. Okay. That's how you get saffron? Do you know that? I don't. I don't even know what saffron is. This type of spice. Ooh. She she taught me that. Fancy. Yeah. Are you guys growing saffron? No, well, no. technically, if you a, a we're crocus, not harvesting it. <laughs> I'm not harvesting it, but crocuses generate saffron. Got it. Okay, um, I'm but, learning all sorts of things. But you can, uh, I, I get repel all, which is a. Um, Let's go back to the seven real quick. Seven dust. Seven dust. Yeah. Yes. So I know what that is because I had to use that to take care of yellow jacket hive that was in our wall mm. at our uh, duplex. So it is a dust. None of us are F- experts, by the way, folks, so consult with an expert before you do what we're telling you to do. But did you actually take the seven dust and sprinkle it on, like, active plants? Yeah, I, you put it all over the plant. I put it on my apple trees. Um, and then just make sure you wash no, them I mean, really they, well? Yeah, when you harvest, you want to make sure you wash everything, yeah. um, especially with seven dust. I even put it on my weeping cherry because June bugs will come in, and they love the citric um, uh, leaves on apple trees and even my weeping cherry. They'll just decimate them. I just sprinkle it all. So, like, how, but like a tree, like, do you get up on a ladder and, like, you just like do how do you best. dust it? Just do as best as you can. <laughs> You're like on a crane. <laughs> That's like dusting. You can, well, the container kind of shoots it out in like a dust. Yeah, until the wind catches it in it. your face and you're yeah. like, oh, right. sweet. Yeah, yeah don't you don't do want to do that. Make sure day. you know where the wind is. Yeah. Right? yeah I've made that mistake. I, if I die, we know why. Um, <laughs> okay. What else do you look for, Liz? Um, well, I think companion planting is supposed to uh, help oh. deter things like that you don't want in your garden. Hold and on. Then... Yeah. So we d- she did that. The marigolds, right? Yeah. And you mentioned doing marigolds. Mm-hmm. And those keep out. I think it's just supposed to keep pests away. I'm not exactly sure. But when we were oh. up in Amish country, which the Amish, they know how to do a garden, right? Yes, they do. So every one of them had marigolds around the edge. And we're like, all right, we need to try that next year. <laughs> Almost like as a barrier? Yeah. That's cool. So I got some marigolds starting. They're like this big, you know. Yeah. An inch tall right now, but that's supposed to keep pests away. So yeah, anything we, natural we can do to keep pests away, we're trying to do before we go to the seven dust and yeah. and lighter fluid, and, you know, flame, <laughs> flame flavored lighter fluid. <laughs> yeah. Unlike Kim has a thought. Caterpillars that eat leaves. Is that oh, yeah. Well, there's yeah, like we run into that. tomato, like hornworms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he mentioned those that on are the first podcast. glow in the dark glow in the dark but Those like are we've, jerks. we've tried kale several times and generally we always find like holes will start and i can never find we talked about this on the first podcast we can i can never find sometimes you found something what does it look like yeah just a, like a little worm looking thing yeah, looks like a caterpillar yeah they blend in so well with your tomato plant and you just pull them off do those things burrow or come back um well don't they turn into a a butterfly. Yeah, yeah. Not a butterfly, but some sort of moth. Like a moth or something. Death. Mothra. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, usually the Mothman whole barricade wasps eat them. That's where the permaculture comes in. Like Hold on. What, what kind of wasp? A barricade wasp. Okay. So if you ever grab one of those little wormies and you see a bunch of little white pins sticking out of its back, mm-hmm. that's it's disgusting. How Liz was it's like, disgusting. what is what is happening <laughs> to this caterpillar? And I'm like, 
I got it in a, I'm like holding it on my glove and I'm like, I don't know what this thing's going to do. So I pick it up and I'm like, this ain't right. So I research it. Yeah. A barricaded wasp will lay its larva into the, it's the, on the back, the, the hornworm on the back and they'll kill it and eat it. And I'm like, so then nature that can be rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason that we built wow. cities. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, like I just want, I want a duck. I think I want ducks. I know. Worms. So if you had a duck in your garden, you would totally eat that. I, lo- totally I like totally the ideas of, or the idea of having duck. I, I wonder if you can do duck like you do chickens. You ever eaten a duck egg? No, I haven't. Oh, they're very rich. Tell, tell me about duck egg. They're good, yeah. They're we really good. baked with them. I think we made, do we do scrambled eggs? Uh, we did, and I think mean, you baked like a cake with it, and it was like for one. It's really dense. It was like, it called for like three eggs, and you're whatever you were baking, and you're like, I'm just going to use one duck egg. It's, <laughs> it's like really dense. You know, it's, so is it, it's bigger than a chicken egg? It's a little bit dense? bigger, and I think it has more, maybe more fat in it. More stuff in it. I want you guys to be thinking about any tips or any thoughts that you want to leave with people that are really interested in trying to start their first garden, anything you kind of want to leave them with, any words of encouragement, any hope, um, any place any place on Instagram that you would point them other than your own. So Liz, you're, you are at Good Tilt Earth. Mm-hmm. If you don't want me to say that so more people follow you, you can just tell me now. We won't oh, we'll cut that mind. part out. You're cool with that. Okay. <laughs> so if somebody had a question and they followed you, would you be cool if they Absolutely. asked you a question? Absolutely. And if I don't know, I'll... Do my best to find out for you. Very good. So you guys can find Liz at at goodtilledearth.com. Not dot com. This isn't a website. At Instagram. So good tilled earth. Michael, what's yours? I don't know. Uh, It's uh, (laughs) Mike's Outdoor Adventure. On Instagram. They can find all of your adventures there. So yeah, be thinking about like what you kind of want to leave people with in terms of encouragement. But um, I'm just going to say like I still love all this kind of stuff. We have garlic now and I think... It's definitely true that we have slowly gotten better. We cut, e- we cut each other a ton of slack, and I feel like we learn something new every year. I think that makes it more fun because every year I used to not like looking forward to spring. Now I look forward to spring because I'm excited about the new life and the new things that we get to do and how we get to experiment, how we get to try. I feel like this is really fun because we get to learn stuff from people and um, make adjustments to our garden. We've had great conversations with our neighbor that has the big garden. He's given us plenty of stuff that we can try. We're trying what's, well, I don't need to go through the list, but he gave us some things last year. And so Kim has like starter seeds um, ready that they're they're starting to grow. They're all inside right now. And she's doing very similar to what you described, Liz, which was basically just finding a container, planting seeds in there, and then taking them around, watering them. <laughs> Our kids have jobs of watering. Nice. It brings, it can bring a family together. Gardening, it can bring a family together. Every fall when we get ready to put the garlic in, we just take the kids with us. We clean out the garden. They're, the boys are sitting in the dirt, literally playing with digging toys, digging in the dirt. Oh, yes. Because That's it's, good for you. It's doable, and it's very good for you. And then Aislinn, she's getting older, so I think she might have a plant this year that she's going to take care of or two by herself. So it's a really good family activity, and then it's something that our kids will probably continue to do, I would imagine. Because we've all talked about this. None of us grew up – well, you grew up doing – the grunt work of it, but you didn't grow up like learning it. So you didn't get to really get, I would say, uh, I'm pointing at Michael and talking to Michael in case you guys, <laughs> obviously Michael didn't, he's described not being like learning, uh, stuff, uh, but growing up doing it. And so now like, it's something that you guys even like how you met, which I didn't know that part about your story, which was really cool. So, um, yeah, if you're single, 
Uh, try take up gardening. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe you won't be single in a year. Hmm, how about that? There you go. Um, I highly recommend that. If you're single, <laughs> take up gardening. Take up gardening. Absolutely. <laughs> I think a woman wants a man who knows how to grow stuff. Yes. Or at least will be told what to do. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Like, make me this, do this, go plant that. Yes. I'm fine with it. <laughs> no, that's that's fair. So, I mean, I'm excited. I want to hear, uh, maybe we'll have you guys on again. Like, towards the end of the fall, we can recap on how the how the, how the summer went. Um, but, yeah, so, like, we've, we're planning on doing, once we get the garlic out, I think we're probably going to do some kale again some other uh salad type things and probably cherry tomatoes again or some like small type of tomato which we did last year and now we i feel like we're much better equipped to deal with um pests so i hope you guys learned a lot so i'm going to get ready and i'm going to turn it over to uh liz first liz do you have any words of encouragement words of knowledge just to leave people with before we close out well i mean Every year you're going to learn new stuff, like mm-hmm. you were saying. Mm-hmm. And we've been, let's see, married 11 years mm-hmm. this year. And every year we've had a garden, and every year we learn something new. So mm-hmm. be prepared to learn. Be yeah. prepared to fail. Yeah. It's not going to go perfect, but you might get tomatoes. <laughs> you might get zucchini. Um, yep. And then, like, for me, I do YouTube. Yeah. YouTube videos are, like, so helpful. Like, when I start planning something, I'm like, all right, Look at this. Watch this video. Yep. And you feel like you get like a more of a grasp of like what to expect. And now, for you, does that look like just searching on YouTube? I have a couple YouTubers that I I like to watch. Can you guys uh, know what they are? Am I Gardner? Am I Gardner? Yeah, okay. he's in Michigan. Okay. He's super educational. He'll do all these how-to videos, how to do raised beds, what to put in it, like. Pretty much, he'll answer any question. And then if you even comment questions, he'll answer them for you. Really? Yeah. Okay. So he's super helpful. Um, there's one called Joe Gardner. Yep. It's uh, Joe Lampell. He has podcasts also. Okay. Um, he's very helpful on answering questions. Very good. Kind of how to get to it. Okay. And, um, yeah, don't be afraid to fail. Yeah, Try something don't be afraid new. to fail. Yeah. And enjoy it, right? Yeah. Enjoy it. Get outside. Just enjoy the sunshine, growing yeah. stuff, getting your hands dirty. Yeah. Okay, Michael, what do you want to leave people with? I just, sorry, I had to set my son on a slide. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I would just say um, from a masculine perspective, I, I think it's good for, I mean, it's imperative for men to get their hands dirty. Mm-hmm. And I know I mentioned this on hunting, it's something that that we need that in our lives on a daily basis to be connected to what we're one eating yep and and growing um in terms of what i really want people to do is that i i, I heard liz speaking to it is like yeah be, be fueled by that failure that's what i told my sister when she messed up. i was like no just just right. keep keep going forward There's it's no- good to fail exactly you, have you really learn better yeah if you fail yeah and really that's how it's you good. that's how you end up losing is that because you gain the knowledge, mm-hmm. but then if you don't act on that knowledge, you're, it's a zero-sum game. You've gained nothing. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, just don't be afraid. Start small. That's what we've done. We've done everything starting small. Yeah. So just take it one day at a time and be, um, I guess, intentional about what you're going to be doing with your garden, like your, your start and end goal. So yeah. if, you're like, if, you, if you want salsa, you know, for instance, yeah. or if you want it to be like, I want to help other people get them food and just be driven by that goal and work with it. So that's what I would leave people with. 
That's really good. As you can see, I think our kids are done with the parents being occupied. Oh, yeah. So um, really appreciate you guys coming on. It was a great conversation. As always, Liz has already, she had to go be a parent. So um, <laughs> we are going to shut down the episode. So really appreciate everybody listening. Hope you learned something. And if you do take up gardening, Get in contact with us. Go to LancelotsRoundtable.com. You can send us an email. Uh, you can find us, obviously, on uh, Instagram. You know, shoot us, shoot us something, like a, a picture or something of you gardening. We would love, we would love to hear that. And, or go to, go to Liz's and Mike's Instagram account and then t- show them a picture of, of what you did as a result of hearing this podcast and getting out there and doing something. Even if it's not gardening, maybe you just heard Michael talking about doing yard work and you just decided to go cut down a tree or something. <laughs> Take a yes. picture and show show it to us and we will interact with you. So thanks everybody for listening. We will see you next time. Bye.